not many people know exactly who I am, and they don't know my story, or they only know bits and pieces. So here I am today, putting out a new episode about exactly who I am and my story, and so hopefully you enjoy, and this is going to be first of many, and hopefully to record other people's stories and testimonies about themselves. So this is going to be an exciting project. Um, so who am I? First of all, um, <laughs> I'm Joshua or Josh Diaz. I am a Christian and firm believer in God. I am bisexual. I am very much attracted to both men and women. I suffer from mental illnesses such as anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so forth. Um, who else am I? I am a person who loves nature, loves to travel, loves reading. Um, been told I'm a bit of a renaissance man <laughs> at work, and you probably hear my dog in the background, so I'm also a dog dad. <laughs> um, but for further ado, here's my story on who I am. So about age I think it was is when I started to really get depressed and start seeing people differently than who I was not just as being attracted to girls but also to boys and as well as really sinking into depression because I didn't know what that those feelings were at the time because I was so young but also um having being diagnosed with body dysmorphia this about in 2015 that's when it was um that's another thing being that's i guess i don't know how to put this but it one of the things that contributed to my depression as a young child because i would see people who were different sizes and shapes as me and and I guess my anxiety was got to the point to where I was like, I don't, I never want to be that big, or I, why don't I look this way? Why, I if I eat enough, why can't I look that way? Or why doesn't my face do the things that their faces do? Like why, why am I me, and not someone I want to be? I, growing up, I pushed those feelings and thoughts back until it became like this voice in my head like to not eat or to binge eat something until I'm feeling sick and nauseous which I I still do occasionally like I will eat too much and end up getting sick just because that voice is still there it's one of those things that never truly goes away it's almost like an addiction like (laughs) once an addict always an addict which is kind of a bad saying but yeah um Growing up, I grew up in a, I guess, a broken family, to say the least. My parents divorced when I was three. I was the youngest of three kids. Everything comes in threes with me. Um, Anyways, um, after my parents divorced, I lived with my mom and would see my dad on weekends. Well, most weekends when he wasn't working all the time. And (laughs) there she goes running around um sorry my dog um yeah I grew up in a 
a home with a single mom who worked two to three jobs at a time and with two older siblings my sister who is 25 going on 26 she is borderline downs as well as on the autism spectrum my brother is two years and one week older than me he is just turned 25 while well, I just turned 23 today um my relationship with my siblings growing up was rather I guess non-conventional I wasn't I always pushed myself away from people growing up and not so much now because anxiety I know I have now have it managed um and fast forward to I guess 2010 it was June 15th, 2010, when my mom found out about my sexuality. And, well, she didn't have the best reaction at first. It took a couple years to get to where she is now. And, and she has very much apologized because she had told me that I would never be loved. That I my father would be disgusted with me. That... And just things along those lines, just very harsh words saying to a, I believe I was 15. No, I was 13 at the time, I, I think. I don't know. I'm very, very bad with time. That was eight years ago. I turned 23. I'll let you do the math. <laughs> um, and basically that scarred me very, very badly. And about a month later after that happened, my mom pulled me into her bedroom and asked if I'm still having those feelings and attractions. And... The tone of her voice and the way she looked at me just said it all and I knew that my answer had to be no. So I put myself back into the closet and I went to an even deeper depression than I was already growing up in this broken family because I grew up with two different stepdads and one of them I don't remember too much because I was too young to remember um, and I wasn't I didn't give too much attention to him in that particular way and the second one my mom's last marriage he was rather mentally abusive so that put that raised my anxiety and depression and definitely pushed me away from making friends and being socially active in any aspect um so during this marriage like i think it was 10 months after yeah 10 months after because it was october 14th that my mom attempted suicide and that is her own story um so i'm not gonna go too much into that but that is a possible also a part of my story where i am the one who got to her in time and got i had to call 911 in order to get her the help she needed because her husband wouldn't do that he didn't care what he didn't care what she did at that in that moment he had told me that I'm not calling because I don't care what she does. I don't care if she dies. And I don't know if I've ever told her that. But if you're listening, Mom, that's I'm sure you're probably crying by now. And I apologize. Um, and so I did that. And I wasn't the next day I had to go to school because I had AP exams. And that was fun going back to school. And I. I failed miserably. I bombed that test, to say the least. Um, the next, in that day after school, I went home, and I found my both my uncles, my mom's brothers, there waiting for for us to get home. And they're 
wondering where my mom was because she either I don't remember at the time if she was working or if she would have just been off at that time but they're asking where she was and we had to tell unfortunately tell them what had happened just less than 24 hours ago and so they went to go see her but my stepdad had prevented us her kids from seeing her the two weeks that she was there and I think it would have helped me personally with PTSD to be able to see her there and not have been so scarred from that moment but I didn't (laughs) and anyways two years I think it was a year or two later after that we ended up moving out I was in San Antonio Texas um obviously I don't know why I said Texas because San Antonio obviously associated with Texas anyways um I was in my junior year where I decided to do my so my senior year and within the last three months of my junior year here in San Antonio so that I wouldn't have to be moving around anymore and that I could keep I could just go to college and just forget about everything that's happened in my past and run away from everything still do that every now and then try to run away from my past but it never truly works out (laughs) um after i graduated i ended up moving back to dallas where my family lived for a little bit before moving to denver colorado um i've never lived that far away from any family and not having any one close to me so during my freshman year of college, it was it was pretty hard because um, at this point, I already had turned my back against God and was like, I'm done with religion. I'm done with the church. I'm They don't accept me for who I am. So why should I accept them into my life when they, they're t- going to tell me I'm just going to go to hell for who I love or who I'm attracted to? And I didn't want to be a part of that, any of that. So I wasn't. And... Well, after that, my anxiety got really, really bad to where I ended up in the hospital during my freshman year and was prescribed medication for the first time. Um, After that, I decided I was going to change schools, change my route, I guess. Um, Ended up going back to the same school the next year. No, it was the second year, my sophomore year, that I decided to change my route. And I hit the mic bar, my bad. And, well, I moved back for a bit, ended up going back to the same university, and everything started going really well again and starting to pick up. But to rewind a bit, when I was in San Antonio for high school, I would go running at night and sneak out at night to go run. And because I lived with my aunt and my uncle, and I didn't want to wake them up and have them worry or tell me not to go outside because it was after midnight and have to be awake at six in the morning to get ready for school but one night unfortunately I was I guess attacked and I don't remember too much of it besides the fact that I was sexually assaulted and I never reported it because I put the blame on myself like most victims do and I had felt that I had put that on myself and that I deserved it for who I was attracted to and because I couldn't have kept myself in my family I ran away in the sense I this to say the least I put the blame on myself completely in every aspect in any way I could so that really made my depression even worse 
so one second sorry i had to put my phone on do not disturb i didn't realize i did not do that before starting to record um anyways fast forward back to being in college my sophomore year my ptsd was at its worst and i was having hallucinations flashbacks that were affecting my everyday living and at this point i still haven't I hadn't really told anyone, and this is about four years later after that it happened. Because that happened when I was 16, and I was, no, it was three years later. I was 19 at the time in my junior year of college, sophomore year of college, my bad. Um, then I stayed the summer in Denver that year, because that's where I went to college, and things seemed fine. I was going to be an RA for my junior year. I was very involved within the university. And one day we had this long, like, let's get personal circle session with my resident assistant staff and everyone I was going to be working with that year. And when it came to my turn to tell my story, I basically told them every single thing that bad that's happening with my life and was crying and everyone else was crying. My best friend, she saw me cry for the first time and... It was a mess, and that really, um, you can hear her panning in the background. I apologize if that's annoying. But um, after that moment, I felt like this downward spiral started, like, because I have never accepted everything that I had gone through in my life until that moment, like, accepted that it happened, not that I'm going to accept it and move forward with life, just that it happened. So I was at that point in time, and... Then a few weeks later, I entered a relationship, which it was extremely, extremely, extremely toxic. Um, I fell in love with this guy for so quickly. It was awful. Um, I ended up losing a lot of friends because of him. Um, I lost my best friend for a while because... They never saw eye to eye, and I lost another really dear friend of mine for a while because she also just completely hated him. She saw right through him of all the shit that he put up in front of me to make him seem like this amazing and perfect person. Um, eventually, I ended up having, I guess, a not a psychotic breakdown, but a mental breakdown like my mom had did. Uh, a couple years prior and I was in my dorm room and my friend my best friend and my boyfriend at the time he they both told me if I had the options of either committing myself or they're gonna call 911 and have me committed involuntarily so I I like deep down I knew I needed the help because I've never gotten help before and so yeah, I did that. I was in the hospital for 13, either 13 or 15 days. I don't remember. I have it written down in my journal somewhere. But every day that I was in there, I was on the phone with either him or my best friend. And because, I mean, I missed them. It was really hard for me being in, being in there. And But I knew that's where I needed to be because... One, they gave me the medications that I needed so I wouldn't have such massive anxiety and depression and that I can get my PTSD under control as well as my insomnia and 
body dysmorphia because at that point in time I couldn't even look in the mirror because I didn't see myself I didn't see Josh I saw this complete stranger I didn't recognize my own face and I wasn't even eating at the time all I was putting in my body was coffee and probably alcohol and probably cocaine I'm not gonna lie um because after I had experienced sexual assault back in high school I had developed a both sex addiction as well as a substance addiction which I would keep under control while both under control laws in relationships just because I didn't want them to see that side of me um which none of my relationships I've been in they did see that side of me fortunately um I think it was in 2016 when I broke my sobriety I was sober for about a year and a half and then I broke my sobriety um, because cocaine was introduced back into my life and I started just hooking up with a lot of people, too many people for one account and honestly I'm surprised that I am not dead right now and that I don't have some kind of disease or HIV or AIDS to be honest, like I am always so scared to be diagnosed with that to I, with either of those and but fortunately I was not con, I didn't contract either of those or any I guess life-changing viruses or diseases any of that stuff um but within the last year it was like really when my stories started because I started going to church again after turning my back and away from God. Um, that was really hard for me because for the longest time, I the way I associated with church and God was that I was going to go to hell for, like what I've said before, who, who I might potentially marry and love because there's still, a, I mean, there's a very high chance I'm going to marry a man over a woman because this is one of those things you know. Um, um, so for the longest time, I didn't want to go back, but when I moved back to San Antonio from Colorado, I started going with my mom and I realized that this is what I needed in my life. It was a form of therapy for me. And the more I went, the more I learned and the more I wanted to actually start a relationship with God and to get to know Jesus and really understand what it meant for him to die for our sins uh that was really hard and then I started going to this Thursday night thing at my church where it's for young adults and college age people <laughs> um and that's really where I guess my journey with God really began because I didn't realize I could have him in my life as well as loving who I love because of all the people who surrounded me there on those nights and continue to surround me made me feel so welcomed and just uh, I'm trying not to cry <laughs> um to being able to feel like just I can be me and just live life love loud I guess to say and I was baptized on April 29th of this year because I felt within me that God had a plan for me. Now that I had 
brought him back into my life, even though I, part of me knew he never left me. So, Mom, if you're listening, you're probably crying right now. <laughs> um, because that's something I've I've learned in church is that no matter what path you take and no matter how far you stray from him, he'll always be there by your side and that he, even though you don't see him there because everything is blurred by the temptation and everything that you're bringing into your life that may not be, I guess, in quotes, uh, the Christian way or the godly way, he, he'll still be there. And that's something that took me a while to learn and I'm very, it's very fulfilling and I feel whole again after going through all that stuff growing up that I don't have to worry about stuff like that happening again because of my newfound faith and this new family that I am getting to know at church in this community because everyone I've, I'm getting to know, I love them and it's strange because I don't know them very well yet, but I know that they're going to be a part of my life and a part of this journey for a very long time. So like I said before, I have this project or I guess this calling from God that I have titled God Loves and it's going to be sort of this outreach ministry that I'm hoping and praying that I can start it through my church because I think it would be so awesome to have their name attached to it. It's going to be called God Loves um, and it's going to be to support LGBT youth who struggle between their sexuality and their spirituality so that they too can know God's love and not feel like they need to turn away from him in order to love who they want who they love because love is love you can't help but love who you, you love and and to be able to show others who might not support this and support others who are of the LGBTQ umbrella and educate them on that God loves everyone he's made everyone in his vision not that just because they don't fit into your mold of heterosexuality that he's not going to love them because just uh, such a great person in my life and a pastor he told me that the bible does not talk about heterosexuality but rather a spiritual sexuality and that's really honestly truly where I was able to look God in the eyes and accept him into my life and accept that Jesus died for our sins and to make our lives I guess inevitably better <laughs> um, um, I don't know what to say next because I'm kind of at where I'm at now where I didn't have a job for the last year because I applied to at least 15 to 30 jobs a day in San Antonio and I didn't get a single not one call back and then once I started really accepting Jesus into my life this this year um I got a call with my current job and saying like hey do you, we we're interested in you and we want to offer you this internship and it was great um and then a month later they offered me a job with them which I was honestly mind blown because I was still coming out of this, I guess, haze where I didn't think anything good was going to come into my life. 
but now everything is falling into place, everything's moving forward, and I'm just in such a better mindset now that I have God in my life. And I know that's not something that everyone else has, and not everyone believes in God, or it, or they even have their backs turned to him still, and that's okay, I respect your beliefs and opinions over that, and... I don't necessarily believe in religion, but I believe in God. I know that's something a lot of people do say, but and that is something I am now saying. So if you would like to continue this dialogue with me and see where my God Loves Project goes, feel free to email me or contact me on social media, and we can either set up a FaceTime Skype call or a meet-up for coffee if you're in the San Antonio area because I'm super excited for this project and to get other people's stories and testimonies and I really hope this wasn't too all over the place and it gave you a sense of who I truly am as an individual and where my life is heading. I'm also starting, I have already started a book titled Split by the Choices that is also going, also the title of this podcast because, well, being a bisexual guy, I I felt like that would be a very fitting name for not just this ty- this podcast, but for my book, since I was split between living a life that was based around my sexuality or my spirituality, not having these two identities merged into one individual one, and that being me. Um, so that's what, what that's going to be about, and I'm really excited to get that. I don't think it would probably get picked up by a publisher, but if it does, awesome. But if not, it's more than likely just going to be an ebook and probably like 15 printed copies just at most because printing books is not expensive, not cheap. It is very expensive. I already looked into it. Anyways, um, I'm going to try to record an actual episode tomorrow and have that up by Friday, so Tuesdays will be testimony day since T, I guess, hashtag TT day. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was super cheesy. I'm trying not to be, and um, Fridays, no, Saturdays was the original date for the actual podcast to be posted, so I'll record another episode to be posted on Saturday that won't be religious-related. It'll be about something else. I haven't chosen that yet. Probably since it's my birthday week, I'll talk about what happened then or have someone come on. I have not chosen that yet. Anyways, I'm going to stop rambling now. And thank you for listening. And hopefully you come back and listen more. Thanks.